You're listening to the 411 on Mousecapades Radio. It's my station. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Brad. We pray that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 729, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your ticket and resort reservation. Text Vicki for a free quote at 636-395-0544. So the idea of this episode came from me planning lots of Disney trips and especially for those people that have never been to the park spread. Um, we've been very blessed, been able to go to the park since 2009 and not just once a year. And sometimes we've gone twice. Even some of us have gone three times in a year. So we've been very, very blessed. But if you haven't been there for like, let's say for instance, 2010 was when you went and you're going to go back this year. It's completely different. The things have changed. They change so frequently now. It's crazy, which is not a bad thing because that is what Walt wanted. He never wanted it to be completely finished. So I, I mean, I guess that's a great thing. So what we're going to do is, and it's going to take several episodes because the parks are big. We're going to take like a walking talk through the park so that people know what to expect. Because I think that's the biggest thing for people is the unknown. I don't know, what were you thinking before we went there? Did you have any expectations other than seeing the castle? No, not not me personally, because that was the talk of the town basically is, oh, you're gonna see the castle and the castle. It was all centered around the castle when people would talk to you, especially if you had not ever been there. Cause that's kind of the first thing they say. Oh, if you haven't seen the castle, your first look at the castle is gonna be great. Right. So it's kind of one of the main things people talk about for newcomers and people who've never been. So the purpose of this is to literally talk your way around the park, kind of like we're walking through it. And so I hope it is helpful. That is my purpose with it. Because I realized even as much as we talked to my mom about it before we left, I don't think that she could quite understand all the things that are in the park. This could also help. I know last week we were talking about things to do before you left. Planning, if you're going with a larger crowd and you have some daring people and you have some people that just are kind of along for the ride. And then if you have some people that just like the easygoing rides, this could probably help you understand what that's going to look like for your family, or at least that's my hope. Um, And it will give you a little taste of everything. We're of course going to start with the Magic Kingdom because that was the first park built in Orlando. And so Brad's going to kick it off for us. All right. So if you have never been to Marceline, Missouri, which is where Walt had some of his formative years, uh, you might not have an idea of what to expect when you walk into Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. So after scanning your key to the world card or magic band, you're going to walk under the Magic Kingdom train station and head right onto Main Street. 
And if you turn around, you'll be facing the main street train station. It's up the stairs and currently the train station is not open, but if you do go up the stairs, you can sometimes get amazing pictures from the top. Now, immediately to the right, if you're facing back around towards the castle, immediately to the right is the Times Square Theater. And that's where you can have a meet and greet with Mickey. He's currently all dressed up in his 50th celebration attire at the moment. And so sometimes this line can be long, but we found that it has a pretty low wait time in the morning. Um, and in the same building is the table service restaurant, Tony's. This restaurant themed after the movie Lady and the Tramp. And while our experience here was not fantastic, lots and lots of guests love to visit this Italian restaurant, especially if they really love that movie Lady and the Tramp. So that's kind of your first glimpse, your, your first introduction walking into the park is where I've, I've brought you so far. Right. Now I'm going to take you the other direction. Brad went to the right. If you're facing the castle, I'm going to take you towards the left. And to the left is City Hall. And something that's right outside City Hall is a popcorn stand where Brad likes to frequent on the way out the park. But you can frequent it on the way in the park to refill your refillable popcorn buckets. But anyway, in City Hall is Guest Relations. Now, Guest Relations deals with lots of different things. Yes, it, it will answer your questions. But if you're having a problem with your magic band, you go there. If for some reason your Key to the Magic um, or Key to the Kingdom card was having a hard time scanning in or something like that, you can go in there and they'll take care of it. If you need a disability access pass because somebody in your family has a hard time standing in long lines because of um, a medical issue, or if it's somebody that can't stand in a line at all because of something physically wrong with them, like rheumatoid arthritis or when my knees were bad, that is where you would go. Uh, we had a problem with our Chase Visa bonus card where we earned our bonus points and we don't, honestly, it never turned up, but I had a card already and it had money on it and we went in there and they were able to trade it out for us and move the balance onto there so that if someone ever found that card, they didn't use it. The cast members are there to help you with anything and if they don't know the answer, they will find it out for you because that is their job. Immediately next to that is um, restrooms, which sometimes when you come, our restrooms, when you come walking right in the park, sometimes you have to go to the bathroom because it might've been a little bit of a trek to get there from the time you got in the car, maybe you parked at the ticket and transportation center, then you had to take the ferry over. You just never know. You had your coffee and it went through you. So there's bathrooms right when you enter. There's also a first aid station that has a defibrillator in case that would be something someone would need. The fire station is right there and the barber shop is there too. It has yet to reopen from the pandemic, but they're saying that it's gonna open this summer. We hope it is too. Not that I ever get my hair cut there, but I just think it's a really cool thing. Especially if you didn't know this, if you have a baby that's not had a haircut before, you can go there and get um, baby's first haircut. You get ears and it's this big to do. They take pictures. So um, you might wanna consider that if you're uh, headed to Disney World and you have a baby that hasn't had a haircut. Now in between Town Square and City Hall, where um, Brad and I were just describing to you, is this huge garden area. Um, and at Christmas time, they put a huge Christmas tree and presents there. But most of the time throughout the year, it may have decorations for different theming like fall festival or um, the fall time for Mickey. 
but most of the time it just has character meet and greets and those just came back. So I would look for those and the lines sometimes can be pretty long, but sometimes you get lucky and the lines can be short and they usually have two or three characters in that area. So you just need to be ready for that, especially if that is something that you know your child's going to want to do. Vic, I kind of feel like it's that song. Guest relations to the left of me, Tony's to the right. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. So <laughs> this is where we are. We're still in the middle. And so now we're going to try to start walking slowly down Main Street. So as you start down Main Street, you will find on your right, one of the first things is Main Street Confectionery. So the confectionery has a variety of tasty sweets like the Mickey Rice crispy treats, a huge wall of M&Ms in every color imaginable, and you can create your own popcorn treat and lots more. And it smells just like sugar heaven, basically. And you should not go in there if you're hungry. <laughs> Do not go in there if you're hungry or if you can't have what's in there, trust me. Um, although I'm getting better at that, I can't have a lot of what's in there. Uh, you can mobile order items that you want from the confectionery to save time, which was a nice addition. And across the street is one of the busiest and most fun stores at Magic Kingdom, the Emporium. And that store is really busy usually all the time. It always carries some of the newest Disney souvenirs available like mugs, hats, stuffed animals and clothing and all sorts of stuff that you are going to want to take and buy for your magical memories at the park. Yeah, because other than uh, World of Disney at Disney Springs, Brad, this is the store. Now, there are other stores you can find things in, but those are the stores that seem to get the most items, the World of Disney at Disney Springs and the Emporium and Magic Kingdom. And mm -hmm. it feels like that store goes on forever. Yes, it. I think it's because it's connected. Like there's not really separated stores stores it's like all just together it just goes on and on and on yeah on the other side of the street next to the confectionery is uptown jewelry store which until recently i really hadn't been in but um we did go in it for the first time kaylee and i and then i went back again when i went with the whole family but they specialize in pandora jewelry so if you're like me and you like to collect the Pandora Disney charms, this would be the place for you to go. They have other things in there, um, some Dooney and Burke bags and other kinds of jewelry and like sparkly things you might want for your house. I believe that's where that sparkly uh, castle is that cost. I don't even remember. It was very much money. It was a lot of money. It was hundreds and thousands of dollars. But I would stop in there just because it's cool to look around in there, especially again, if you're like Brad and you want some air conditioning. And they probably have that sparkly shirt like we saw that one wearing into Walmart last night. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. You know, you got to have a sparkly shirt for Walmart too. So, hey. <laughs> so across the um, alleyway, but on the same side is the Main Street Bakery next to Uptown Jewelers. That is also where the Starbucks is sold. That is a very, very popular spot. So depending on when you get to the park, the line could be stretched down the sidewalk and around the corner. It can get crazy. I really think that Magic Kingdom needs two, but that's just my opinion and I guess they disagree with me. I honestly think if they had two Starbucks, they would still do tons and tons of business. I believe you're right about that. People love their Starbucks. Well, and, and they have other things in there too. And that's kind of weird to me because a lot of people, I feel, 
they go to Disney because it's the novelty stuff, right? That you can't get anywhere else. Right. But that's, that's not the case with Starbucks. I mean, even though it's a chain and you can get it anywhere, it's still like, that's the place that people congregate. Yeah, it is very popular no matter where you are. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I don't you wish you had bought Starbucks stock when they first opened. So next to the bakery is the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor. You can go in there for a small cool treat or a larger cool treat. They have the miniature kitchen sink dessert there. So that's always an option for you. Across the street, at the end of the long store, the Emporium that Brad was talking about, is Casey's Corner. And you've probably, if you've listened to the show at all, heard us talk about Casey's before. But if you haven't, it is known for its hot dogs. They have hot dogs, regular size, foot long. They can be topped with chili, mac and cheese. And then they usually have a flavor of the month that they top with some kind of topping that you can get. They also have delicious corn dog nuggets, which are Kaylee's favorite. Um, and I gotta say, not a huge corn dog fan, but those are pretty exceptional. And then their fries are good too. I don't know what they season them with, but you know, some fries are extra good to me and, and theirs are one of those. So if you are there, I would strongly encourage. The cool thing is this is one of those restaurants, definitely gonna mobile order, makes life so much easier and you don't have to fight people for your food. And I will have to say, I mean, you you hear that like, oh, hot dogs and, you know, fries and corn nug, corn dog nuggets. Uh, but they do it right. They they have they have kind of perfected those foods at Casey's Corner. So if you're going to get that stuff anyway, get it there because it's really good quality. And like we found that it's very good. And a footlong will feed two adults, really. Yeah. Because the last thing you don't want to do is decide to get a hot dog or fries and then it just be, eh, you know, you, you want it to be good, even though you, even though it is a hot dog and fries, you want it to be good. And this is where you can get it and it'll be really good. So we made it to the end of the, you know, we're not to the castle yet, but this is just from what we've talked about so far, it's kind of overload so far your first time down the street. You're just trying to take it all in. And so to the right of the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor, that is the Plaza, which is a sit-down restaurant. It's pretty fancy looking, but it's more like a diner with burgers, fries, shakes, and a blue plate special. And it also has a great view of the fireworks and the castle. So when you're on Main Street, you have a spectacular view of the castle. And this is where many people choose to take pictures, either with a Disney cast member or even just grab a selfie. And next to Casey's Corner is a restroom, a first aid station, and a baby care center for moms to nurse, feed, or change babies, or even calm children with special needs. And then next to that is the Crystal Palace, which is a Victorian-style restaurant that's set in the 1800s. And although not currently at Crystal Palace, Pooh, Tigger, Piglet, and Friends used to greet all of the guests. Now, with the return of the other characters, there's a great chance that these characters are also going to visit once again. But that remains to be seen exactly when they're going to bring them back. So we'll see. Yeah, there's still some character meals that don't have characters yet. We were talking about that on the news this week. So uh, we're hoping that more and more is becoming normal. And so hopefully that will be another thing that we add back to the normal list of Disney World. So now you're facing the castle on Main Street. I know a lot of people like to go clockwise, but um, we always went and 
in the morning when during rope drop, they generally shoo you to the right. The left-hand side of the park is not open, so that's just what we're used to. So we're gonna take you counterclockwise. So I apologize for all you clockwise friends um, to have to think backwards, but that's how we always do it. So we go to the right and you're gonna be heading towards Tomorrowland. And there is a big like sculpture, archy kind of thing. It's not as big as it used to be in the past. In fact, Brad and I were just talking about that the other day. Along the way, you're gonna pass the Tomorrowland Terrace, which is a quick service restaurant, but it's only open seasonally when they feel like they need more restaurants open for larger crowds and things. So if you're gonna be there um, around Halloween or Christmas, I would, or spring break, I would say definitely during those times, that restaurant will probably be open for anywhere from two to four hours a day. But also Tomorrowland Terrace is where they have the dessert parties with the fireworks. So that's another purpose for that. So once you've turned onto the little road to Tomorrowland, for lack of a better way of saying it, or the sidewalk to Tomorrowland, you're gonna pass Monsters, Inc. on the right. That's Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. And we've talked to you guys about this because we just love this show. It's a fun show hosted by Mike Wazowski and he tells jokes that are sent in by guests um, to entertain you and he has his friends to help. So it's very, very family oriented, something that you should take your family to. Around the corner from that, is a ride Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. This rides for all ages. You don't have to have a certain height limit for you to go and it allows the guests to shoot lasers at the Emperor Zerg and try to get points. Then when you come out of Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin ride, to the right of that is the Carousel of Progress. Now this is a theater on the round and we've, again, talked to you guys if you listen to the show at all about this. It was made by Walt himself way back in the 60s for the World's Fair, and it takes you through time. It takes you through four different um, times in our period times, like from the 1900s, I would say up until approximately 2000. So it, it could be updated for sure. But again, it is a good ride and Brad likes it because it has air conditioning. It's a good one for air conditioning and a break for sure. So across from the Carousel of Progress, is my favorite ride, the People Mover. Now this ride, it sits above basically all the other rides that are in Tomorrowland, with the exception of Astro Orbiter. I think Astro Orbiter is taller than People Mover. Yeah. Um, but this is for all people, all ages. It's a very slow moving, docile ride through Tomorrowland. And so you can just see everything. So I mentioned uh, Astro Orbiter, uh, that's, similar to Dumbo and Aladdin's Magic Carpet, only you're in a rocket ship overlooking Tomorrowland. Now, under the people mover is the lunching pad. Get it? Lunching for food, even though it's launching pad. Uh, that They sell snacks like pretzels, hot dogs, churros, frozen Cokes, and on and on and on. And in the back of Tomorrowland is a stage where Buzz Lightyear and other characters sometimes come out and have a dance party with guests. And then behind that is also some restrooms. Now, if you keep walking around Tomorrowland, you're gonna to come to Space Mountain, which is an in-the-dark roller coaster. And next to that, you'll see that they're working on Tron, but that's not quite ready yet. Uh, the Tomorrowland Speedway is also there, and it's a small racetrack of cars that kids can drive their parents crazy and also around the track. <laughs> Um, across from Tomorrowland Speedway is Anti-Gravity's Galactic Goodies. Try that four times in a row. No kidding. 
where you can get ice cream, shakes, and more. And next to anti-gravity's galactic goodies are restrooms and also Cosmic Ray's quick serve restaurant. Now, some people have a love-hate relationship with Cosmic Ray's. Uh, some people like it, some people don't. We've always had really good food there and we like to visit because of the animatronic. It's kind of cheesy, but it is what it is. And he sings to you while you eat. Um, so Cosmic Razia has hamburgers, chicken fingers, hot dogs, chicken sandwich, salad, french fries, and more. Nothing out of this world. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> but it's your standard fare. But it does have AC, which that is scores a lot of points in the Florida heat. Um, so it it beats a lot of other places you could go and sit in the heat. So I will say that. So when you walk out of Cosmic Rays, you're going to be heading towards a new land, and that is Fantasyland, starting with the Cheshire Cat Snack Shop, which is directly across the street or across the road, however you want to say it, from Cosmic Rays. And it has yummy treats like the cattails, which is a croissant shaped like a tail filled with chocolate and striped with pink and lilac icing to resemble the Cheshire Cat's tail. Really yummy. I recommend that you get it. They also sell things like pepper jack pretzels and a variety of beverages. Now, keep walking. This is a ride that we, my family doesn't partake of just because it makes us sick, but you will come to the Mad Tea Party. This is a very popular ride and it can be ridden by any age. It's guests riding around in teacups and you can spin yourself as fast as you wish or not at all, but you will get spun a little bit just because that's what the ride does. So um, if you like to ride in a teacup or you think that would be fun, that is right there. And then across the road from that is the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Um, like I said, this is also a ride for all ages, but a lot of younger children really like these two rides because they're guaranteed to be able to ride them. Um, as long as they have an adult that can ride them with it or ride the ride with them, sorry. Um, then directly across from Winnie the Pooh is one of our favorites and a favorite of most guests at Disney World, even though it has been open since 2012, which is crazy. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Now, this is a mild roller coaster where you're in like a barrel that rocks. You have to be 38 inches or taller to ride in this ride. And it takes you through the mines where the seven dwarfs um, are working. And then at the end, it comes to the little house where Snow White and the seven dwarfs are living and an interesting visitor knocking on the door, which I will leave that for you to find out when you get there. If you continue to the left in Fantasyland, you're going to run into Storybook Treats, which is right next door to Winnie the Pooh. They also have a variety of ice cream treats. So you are not gonna lack for ice cream because we have only gone through Main Street, Tomorrowland, and now we're in Fantasyland and we've already talked about three ice cream stops. So if you are an ice cream person, you are set. Next to Storybook Treats is Princess Fairytale Hall. And that's where you can meet and greet with some of the princesses. And now you can hug them again and get their autographs. That's all back to normal. Next to the Princess Fairytale Hall is Fantasy Fair. And they sell everything from like clothes, princess dresses, food, souvenirs. They have just about everything there. Um, it's not a huge store, but it does have a lot of different kinds of things. And I know we're going to talk about Bippity Boppity later, but that is a place a lot of young princes and princesses want to visit to get some clothes. And I will say that Disney knows their guests like snacks, food, 
and their desserts because those places are almost as plentiful as trash cans at Disney World. I would say I agree. So they know what their clientele likes because they certainly wouldn't have that many of them if it wasn't making them money. So they know what they're doing. Um, so moving on across from Storybook Treats is Prince Charming's Regal Carousel. And you can hop on a horse and feel like royalty for the day. And when you get off that carousel, you can visit Mickey's Magic, which is a 12 minute 3D Disney musical experience featuring Donald Duck. And they've just added a Coco scene, which we're excited about. That was really cool. Uh, so check that out. And then when you exit Mickey's Magic, Pinocchio's Village House, is across the way and serves some amazing food like flatbread pizzas, Caesar salads, and chicken strips. Then next to Pinocchio's Village House is the iconic ride, It's a Small World. Now, It's a Small World is a 10-minute ride that was originally created by Walt Disney for Disneyland. It was meant to bring peace to our world while making us one through a musical boat ride. Um, some people have a love-hate with that ride too, but uh, we like it because it's one of Walt's originals, so that's why. Uh, across from It's a Small World is Peter Pan's Flight, and you can hop aboard a ship and sail through Neverland and see the world like Peter Pan would. Now, the queue for this ride is pretty cool and magical um, because it takes you through the kids' nursery with Tinkerbell, and it's got some neat features um, while you wait in the queue that had not been fully functional in the past. I don't know if it's back to full functionality yet, but we really like that because we've been through it when it was fully functional. Yeah, we don't want to give that stuff away, but it was just because of the pandemic and keeping things safe is why they had to turn some of that stuff off. So once you leave Peter Pan's flight, head you can head back towards the Pinocchio house because we're going to kind of make like a U-turn kind of situation and go through the archway. And if we head to the left, on the left, you can see the Beast's Castle. And inside the Beast's Castle, of course, is the Be Our Guest restaurant. And it has a prefix meal. Of course, you need a reservation, but it has a prefix meal. And you can eat in the Great Ballroom or the West Wing or the Castle Gallery. So there's lots of choices for you there if you get to go and eat in that restaurant if you're not quite hungry or you don't have a reservation you can keep walking and on the left you're going to come to Gaston's Tavern now this is a um more of a snack place than it is a meal although you can make a meal out of it they have delicious cinnamon rolls the size of a small child's head and I'm not kidding and they also sell Lafuse brew um that is not for me but I know a lot a lot of people like it it's super sweet it's an apple cider concoction um, and in fact, you can probably Google it and read what's in, in it. It was a little too much for me with a cinnamon roll. So I would suggest, unless you're a really big sugar person, somebody get one thing and somebody get the other and share or something like that, because I know that lots and lots of sugar in that. Next to Gaston's Tavern is the Friar's Nook, which is a quick serve restaurant where you can get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it's just the normal fair food, like hot dogs and hamburgers and it's nothing, you know, Disneyfied. It doesn't have special names or anything like that. They just, as Brad said, like to have food available to guests. Just pretty, pretty frequent because they want you to make sure that there's enough food for everybody to be able to eat so nobody gets hungry. Um, kind of like, I think, my family motto. And I don't mean my family now. I mean my my family I grew up in. Our My family was always big about making sure everybody had plenty to eat and there was always leftovers. 
So if you keep walking a little bit further down on the left, then you're gonna run into Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, which is a very cool ride. And next to the ride is where you can greet Ariel and get your picture with her, with her little mermaid tail and her clamshell top. However, I'm not sure that that has reopened yet. We are only hearing mutterings of characters here and there, and that is not one of the ones that we know. And again, this may have something to do with um, having enough people to work the different areas, but we have not heard about her returning yet. So that's where that will be if it does reopen. And then directly across from that, of course, is Prince Eric's Village Market, and it's a snack shop as well. It has turkey legs, which we all know is a favorite for some people, pretzels, and some beverages. So if you're hungry and you're in that area, that's where you can get some yummy treats. And we're walking, we're walking, we're still walking. If you keep walking, you're gonna come to Storybook Circus area. And within this area, you have Big Top Souvenirs, which has souvenirs, clothing, collectible pins, zesty treats, and sweet treats. Now, Dumbo the Flying Elephant Ride is in the circus area and is great for people of all ages. A child-sized roller coaster called the Barnstormer is in this area. And there's also a cartoon-like circus train with a splash pad in the middle of it. This area brings hours of fun for lots of families and especially families with small children. The largest icon of Magic Kingdom and the centerpiece of the park is Cinderella Castle. It is the major part of Fantasyland and it contains the Bippity Boppity Boutique and Cinderella's Royal Table. The Bippity Boppity Boutique has not reopened from the pandemic yet, but Cinderella's Royal Table has and it's serving magical meals to its guests. In the front of the castle, stage shows are always part of what they put on for the guests and projections are also played on the front of the castle and fireworks are shot off each evening. So that is the centerpiece basically is the castle of Magic Kingdom. So that is where we brought you so far in this episode of part one. Yeah, so we literally took you down Main Street, talked about all of the main areas when you first entered the park, and then we covered Tomorrowland and Fantasyland. And um, I did want to touch on the Bippity Boppity Boutique in case you haven't listened to the show or you don't know what we're talking about. And that is a place where your children up to age 12 can be turned into princes or princesses. And I think before the pandemic, they were able to be pirates if they were a boy. I'm sure if a girl wanted to be a pirate, they would arrange that too. But just so we're clear, Disney's not that magic. They won't actually turn your child into a prince or princess, (laughs) but they will transform them in a way that makes them look like princes or princesses. So just so we're just so we're clear. I'm so glad that you're clearing that up for everybody. Yeah. But the icon of Magic Kingdom, of course, is Cinderella's. I mean, excuse me, Cinderella Castle. However, that is also considered part of Fantasyland. And since we touched on that today, that is why we touched on the castle itself. So we hope that you found this talking walking tour helpful. This is just the first half of the Magic Kingdom. You can Google Maps if you want and kind of look through what we're talking about, especially if you're going to the park. So now you can kind of visually see what we're talking about and know a little bit more about it. Uh, Next week, we will cover the rest of Magic Kingdom, which would be Frontierland, Adventureland, Liberty Square. I think that covers it. 
I think. But there's tons more to cover, but we wanna make sure that people feel like they know what they're going to see, do, eat, whatever, when they go to the Magic Kingdom. So you don't get there and it just gives you a little bit more information without having just to look at a book. You can look at the map though, if you want to, so you can see now all these things that we're talking about, you'll have a little bit more information about them. Plus knowing the lay of the land, it kind of helps you strategize a little bit so that you can, I mean, if you're good with getting your steps in, you can go back and forth across the park all day long, but that gets pretty tiring in the Florida heat. So it does help to strategize or at least kind of know where things are that you want to go to. Um, that way you can kind of, oh, while we're over here, let's try to do this if it's not too long of a wait. Right. So it does help knowing the lay of the land. It definitely does. Well, a few final reminders before we sign off. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or text us at 636-395-0544. If you would like to book a trip or just want a free quote, text us at 636-395-0544 and you can make a reservation for a $200 refundable deposit. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or our TikTok account, Your Story Travel. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, Brad, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Just keep swimming. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs>